Blog Talk Radio. No, you did not spend the time machine and end up at Mel's diner. Exactly. <laughs> Mitch is doing. Welcome to the show, the Neo Soul Show. I'm the Q Man, and you know T. Mitch, the creative one, who just brought you back in a time machine to Polka Dot Night at the Regal Beagle. We're about to bring you. What are you doing? An entire hour. Neo Soul Gas. What's up, T. Mitch? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Hey, I'm hanging in there, man. What, what do you mean you hang it? What does that mean? Hang in there? I'm doing hey. good, man. I'm 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 doing good. It's it's been a rough day, um, to say the least, um, for me. Um, and I'm about to get it out of the way now. Um, I, I tweeted it. And it's been put on Facebook, and I saw that it's been tweeted by other people um, that today is a one-year anniversary of my mom passing away. And my mom was a very big Marvin Gaye fan, so I'm, I'm dedicating the show to her. So it's going to be um, a very emotional show for me. But other than that, I'm doing okay. Everything is everything. I missed doing the show last week, and I'm ready to go. Yeah, that uh, I'll try to have one of my best shows. I would appreciate it. I can't promise. How about you, man? How, was, how about you? How was your week? Uh, not too bad. No, I am at the end of my next book, so I'm sorry. And what was the name of the book again? The Dirty Circle. That is correct. Don't really know how I feel about that, but you know. Well, it's a very good book. It is, uh, should be finished with it by next month. Hopefully. That's that's what the goal, the target goal. Yeah, 
Okay, well, good. Have another book out. That'll be two under your belt, right? That's correct. We'll be the second one. And I will before you know, before you, before you, before you know, we're going to have you on here as a guest. <laughs> no, eventually. And it's funny because I'm going to have to reach out to one of your favorite people very soon. Who's one of my favorite people? The Green. Oh, that is one of yeah. my favorite people. I know. I'm gonna see who who did our editing. Funny story, everyone, about Keisha Green. When T. Mitch's during his younger college days, I came and hosted an event down at his school, and she attempted to uh, take the microphone and out host me. That didn't go very well for her. It didn't. <laughs> Good job. It did. It did. Good job. So, man, talk to me. What's going on? Are you my Yeah, man. Can't really take that walk. Can't really take that walk. Get my bachelor's degree and then head off to law school. That is exciting stuff, man. Yes, it is. I'm very, very excited about it. Hopefully, year, I will. I, I, I gotta try to stay in front of you. So now that it's been a year, I'm gonna begin graduating. I hear that. Hopefully, I'm hoping that you know, while I'm in law school, that the neo social has <laughs> taken off even more and has been picked up nationally. You know, we'll be doing different. Um, we'll be we'll be broadcasting different states on different stations and things. You know, I figure I'll put it out there in the universe. It'll happen. Wow! If only you were finished law school. Also. I know, right? Then, then we could really go on the road and do some things. No, I, I actually would have a job for you. Oh, you had already finished. Well, I need to hurry up and do that because um, the after college thing is a little frightening. But we can talk about me a little bit later. <laughs> what? Talk to me, man. What's on your mind? What's going on in the news, man? I know you've been watching. Um. Well. A, a coward as marathon. Now, let me tell you, I'm not a fan of Boston, of the Bruins, of the Celtics, of anything Boston. Patriots. Like, I, I'm not that guy. But I'm really tired of these these cowards that we share the world with that are, are like hurricanes and from a rough week I'm, I'm, I'm assuming since I had a hard time hearing you you're talking about what happened um, in Boston with the Boston Marathon and the bombings right okay right very annoying that was um, yeah it was um, unfortunately because my job is like um, a prison I don't I don't hear you know things that are going on when they're going on I'm not on social media while I'm at work I'm kind of similar to the Newtown shooting in Connecticut I didn't hear or know about it until like 7 o'clock that night when I got home so I left work and I was um, getting text messages from people who oh my god you hear what happened in Boston and I had no idea what was going on I knew the marathon was that day but absolutely no idea that something like that would happen until I got home and um turn the television on. But I agree with you. It's very, very surprising and to be frankly honest, I was I'm really sort of blown by um T Mitch, we can't hear you, T Mitch. You fading, brother. You you're in and out, T Mitch. Now absolutely need you on the telecast. You gotta work this out. Sometimes T-Mobile is not the way to go. But he's a strong-willed guy. Are you back, T-Mitch? Do we have... 
Well, Blossy well, Michigan's together. Let me read. I was telling him about these bombs in Boston and how it's affecting everyone. The issue with terrorism and all these things we have going on is unsettling. I mean, I would I would hate to be Obama right about now. I have to deal with this. I have to deal with North Korea. It's just it's a good time to be an actor. So hopefully we get it together because I'm I'm quite worried. He mentioned we got you back now. Forward. While well, Mitch continues to get it together, let me tell you that tonight we will have Mike Bone on. Yeah. Talking about one of my favorite people. We always look forward to so we come to the show because his broad knowledge is even more than mine. And that's really you something. Oh, T-Bitch, are you good? T-Bitch, we got you on? Interesting. Well, we haven't been on two weeks. trying to think what else has been going since last had on. Well, Freud Sports Fan, tonight is the night that the Lakers will either make the playoffs or they won't. So depending on what happened earlier, which I actually don't know what happened earlier in terms of uh, the Memphis game, I know that uh, the Lakers have to win, but there is a way that they can still move up to seventh place. I didn't quite grasp what was going on there. So, for all you Laker fans, tonight is is D-Day because they're either going to make the playoffs or they're not. T-Mitch, if, if, if I have you on or if you can hear me, bring on Ray so he can say a few words while you're uh, figuring out your, your issue. And see, this is what happens when you get a little rusty. You play go golf, and uh, you, this, this is this is our team, Mitch. This is what we get. We take a week off. I'm ready to roll. Team Mitch is fumbling around. You see that? So I just got word that the Lakers are in because the Utah Jazz lost. Now, of course, as a Kobe fan. I don't think it makes a difference whether they're in or not. But you always want to see hey, the Lakers playoffs. Yes, you're back. Yeah, um, don't blame the Sprint. You have to blame iPhone for that one. The phone just froze on me. Now, you're still fading in and out, but at least you're here. Yeah. How about we do this? We've lost as much time as we've lost. And Mike Boone is already on the line. We are going to jump into back into the music. And we have a couple of songs from tonight's guest. And tonight is um, Soul Wednesday. We spotlight the artist, the classic soul artist. And the artist we are spotlighting tonight is Marvin Gaye. We're going to play Harry to the Great Time. And what's going on? And we'll be back all the time with my phone. Neil Soul Show. Mm-hmm. 
Well, we all know what that was. The one and only Marvin Gaye heard it through the grapevine as only Marvin could put it down. T. Mitch, what do you think of that song? Oh, no. Not again. You know, we play the song. Oh, there you go. What, what's going on, man? I think it's You're saying it, it, it might be time for you to switch phones if you're indoors. But T. Mitch is going to figure that out because that's what he does. He figures things out. You know, he's a techie, sportsman. I'm sure he is up to the task because one thing I know about Mike Boone. He doesn't take any crap. So, you know, when he comes on and he's ready to do his thing, if T. Mitch is still fumbling around with these phone lines, Mike Boone is from the old school. He's going to jump on him as only the chancellor can jump on him. So while T. Mitch continues to get that together, let me say that Marvin Gaye is my number one male singer of all time. So it's an important night that T. Mitch is bumbling around with the phone. Marvin Gaye had a way of making every every song he sang sound good. Because that's what he did. Now, T. Mitch, while you're getting it together, Angela is on the line. You can always bring her on because I can't hear you at all. But I'm sure he will work it out. See, T. Mitch can do things like this and not get in trouble. If it was me, I'd be in the principal's office. But because he's a little lovable guy, everybody lets him get away with these things. So we will trudge on. Now, I know Mike Boone is holding. So we will assume that T. Mitch is going to get to him as we can't hear T. Mitch at all. So I will take this time to tell you that as the weather is changing, X2BL has big things are coming. There will be some local events that we have going on upcoming this summer. And there is, of course, I don't have my notes in front of me, but in May we have a meetup groups going on. Kill, can you hear me? Yes. And you can hear me good, like like I'm coming in clear. That sounds better. I'm telling you, it's it's not. It doesn't seem like it's the phone. It seems like it's blog talk. But I think we got Mike on the line. All right. Hello, <laughs> Mike. Fellas, how are you tonight? <laughs> Save me, Mike. Save me. Uh, as, as you can see. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, we all have our off nights. Don't even worry about it. I've been there. <laughs> How's it going, man? It's going good. It's going good. How about yourselves? Man, we can't complain, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not worth complaining about. So yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're talking about Marvin tonight. You ready for that? Oh yeah, absolutely. My uh, one of my favorite artists of all time. You know, one of my favorite artists. So many, but this this man here is the man. No question about it. And uh, it's good that we are doing Marvin Gaye uh, tonight because you know, as as you guys know, and probably the country knows that uh, they're doing a play on Marvin Gaye here on Broadway in New York. Could not wait to ask you about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go right ahead. <laughs> If I, I kid you not, earlier today, if I had your number, I would have called you to ask you about this. That's how bad I couldn't wait to hear your opinion on this. Mm. Is 
is this, is this, I assume this is his sister, right? Yes. Okay. Viola, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is she, is she just trying to make some money, Mike, or does she actually have a perspective on the shooting of Marvin Gaye that has not been heard yet? Well, you know, I saw her on an interview. There was a program on the ID channel they had on Marvin Gaye about, oh, so maybe a month and a half ago. And Ziola was on there in an interview. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, they, they interviewed her. And so, well, I mean, you know what? I, I, I don't want to judge you right. know, and say that she is trying to make money or whatever she's trying to do with it. But uh, she was his sister, so she, you know, has, uh, I guess, sayings of what happened to Marvin, her brother, you know, because uh, they say she was present, you right. know, in, in some of the, in, in, in the events that happened to Marvin in his last days. And uh, she sounds, you know, pretty accurate, you know, but... Uh, I don't think she's trying to make money. I think she's mm-hmm. trying to continue Marvin's legacy. I don't think she would do anything to try to hurt Marvin or his legacy. I mean, okay. that's just my opinion, you know. But, uh, you know, it's just so much been told about Marvin, you know, and, his, and the crises of his life, you know, which, you know, and like I said, I'm going back to this play that they are doing on and that the family's having, you know, issues with because mm-hmm. they are concentrating more on the the later life of Marvin Gaye instead of his legacy that would would led up to his tragic death, you know. Right. I have a problem with that myself. You know, I kind of agree with the family. It shouldn't Mm -hmm. concentrate on Marvin's last days. You know, the man was human. Uh, Like everybody else, he had his issues. Mm -hmm. He's had his issues since he was a kid. It all started basically, as everybody knows, with his father. You know, right. being a cross-dresser and, you know, a minister and the struggles of his father being jealous of his career and jealous of Marvin's relationship with his mother uh, is, is just a whole lot of, you know, uh, things that just went on in that family that was not kosher. And uh, so Marvin psychologically had trouble with that, but he had a brilliant, brilliant talent. Right. You know, he, he was an instrumental in music, you know, and I think that's what really got him through, mm-hmm. you know, his talent. And I think that play should be concentrated on his talent more than his tragedy. I think it's sad that if you are going to concentrate on a man like an icon like Marvin Gaye, you should concentrate on what he's given to the world. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not trying to sign preacher here tonight. You know, forgive me if I am, but I mean, it's just this is Marvin Gaye we're talking about, right. and an icon. You know, and uh, right. you know, we're in the 21st century in the hip hop age where a lot of hip hop artists idolize Marvin Gaye. You know, mm-hmm. so you want to tell the story correctly. You want to, you want to, you want to, you know, polish his legacy. You right. don't want to like damage and tarnish his legacy. You know, because Marvin has left an incredible legacy here for us, yeah. musically, I'm speaking, you know. And like I said, he was human, like everybody else, you know. Mm-hmm. He had his issues, and he just had his, he had his issues, and, you know, and he just went through it. You right. know, and there's some things he could handle and some things he couldn't. So, I just say God bless his soul. It's been nearly 30 years that we lost him, and, um... You know, I think, you know, by doing this show tonight and, you know, and, 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 and still honoring his legacy and teaching the young people who just hear the name Marvin Gaye but don't know the history of him, mm-hmm. this is what we're supposed to be doing. So I'm sorry, yeah. I hope that answered your question. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So are you supporting that play, Mike? That play, if it's negative, No. Not when it's negative. We're not. We're not when it comes to being negativity of Marvin Gaye's life. No, um, you know, no, no, no. I would never support anything that's negative to, towards any artist. That's what I don't represent. Okay. Uh, I honor the leg. I honor the legacy of the artist. You know, not the negativity. I mean, if the story has to be told, okay, it has to be told. Fine. But if you're just pushing the, the button on negativity of an mm-hmm. artist, then I'm not a part of that. You know, I love these artists. You know, I love, this is what I do. This is why I love doing what I do. It's because it's to keep their legacy alive and not focus 
on what their lives were. But what they did with their personal life, to me, is just really their business. Right. You know, I just love the musical part of their lives, you know, what they left here, the legacy, the powerful legacy that Marvin Gaye has left. He left his food for thought with what's going on in the, the LP itself. And, you know, 42 years later, the, the, you know, it's still a powerful uh, LP to listen to. You know, because what's going on, basically, it, it, it didn't just relate to 1971, which I lived through, but it relates mm-hmm. to now, what's going on now. You know, and you gentlemen just brought up the bombing in Boston, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and what's going on, you know, and, yeah. you know, what what is going on in the world? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's really, you know, it's, it's something else to it's something to question. We have to question, you know, why is this happening? What's going on? Is Satan really ruined the earth? What's going on? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you know. Marvin has left basically, and he said when he did that album, that what's going on now. I don't mean to jump the gun here, but when he did say uh, when, when he was um, um, recording what's going on, he said that he told Smokey. Smokey came out of the studio and he said, "Hey man, this is this is wonderful." He said, "This is not me, man. This is God. God is telling me that I have to do this." And God, I think, basically unrest Marvin's mind to create such. Uh, a powerful LP such as that You know Marvin has made <laughs> Countless and countless Of hit records as we all know <laughs> yeah. But that one Seems to really stand out As one of his greatest achievements And let's get it on also I want to add that too If you get into the sexuality of it You know and everything But um, this was the genius of Marvin Gaye This was the genius of his creativity Musically speaking Right. So you know, um, I concentrate basically on, on on the positive of Marvin Gaye and what he's left us. You know, and I don't blame the family. You know, who want their father's legacy to be tarnished? And you, right. you you're feeding into the young minds of these people. Well, me, Marvin Gaye was a druggie. Marvin was this, and he he did this, he did that, and you know, what about what he's left? You know, that's what we have to concentrate on. So no, I wouldn't support that play if it's negative. Mm-hmm. There you no. have it. Yeah, not at all. I'm, I'm I'm surprised you. You normally have so much more to say. I'm taking a back seat as the youngster. When it's see, Marvin is one of my my favorites of all time. So. You know, this, when when the chancellor starts to talk, man, and especially on a subject that I I need to know more about, I I just get quiet, man. You don't understand. Uh, I I have a question. Mm-hmm. We started the show, Mike, with um stubborn kind of fellow. Yeah. And I know that the little bit that I know about Marvin before what's going on was that um he didn't immediately become successful there was a lot of a lot of singles were put out there was a group that he was in before the I guess you could say the stardom of success hit with mm-hmm. that that song Stephen Kind of Fellow what was that that time like in the beginning um, recording those are those those songs and um, the early albums on Tamla Records oh you mean you're, you're asking me what I'm sorry <laughs> what, I'm sorry what was your question <laughs> around the time he uh, first recorded Stephen mm-hmm. Kind of Fellow Yes. What was that time like before what's going on before the, the big success came with the bigger album? Oh, well, Marvin had basically, um, well, after he got out of the Navy, he got with Harvey Fuqua, uh, who had a group called the Moonglows. And uh, the group that's the group that makes Sincerely. And uh, he was, Harvey Fuqua was one of the founders of the Moonglows. And. The Moonglows had went through their issues as well. So when they broke up, Harvey formed a new set of Moonglows. And Marvin was included in that group. And they did backup sessions at Chess Records, you know, for Chuck Berry. Matter of fact, one of my favorites by Chuck Berry is uh, Almost Grown. And uh, they do the background for Chuck Berry. Matter of fact, I wish I had featured that song tonight since we were talking about the beginning of Marvin. But, um... Yeah, they were featured on different ones back in the... Uh, what was another one he did? Chuck Berry. It was a few Chuck Berry records that they did background work for. 
because Harvey and the Moonglows um, were originally from Chess Records. They started with Chess Records, rather. So Marvin was in that group, um, along with Billy Stewart. He was another artist, another great artist, uh, who went on to you know and to success. And then Billy left and recorded on his own, and then it was others. They were originally called the Marquis, and then uh, then they became the Moon. And then Harvey, you know, had a new set of Moonglows. But no, they, you know, well, besides backing Chuck Berry up and a lot of other artists, yeah, there was there was singles out there that didn't succeed until Harvey um, got with uh, Berry Gordy's sister Gwen, and then they formed Tri. Um, uh, oh my goodness, uh, Gwen uh, Anna Records and um, Tri-Fi, which featured the Spinners, Junior Walker, uh, Shorty Long, um, Johnny Bristol. You know they were Jackie, and Jackie and Johnny, and then Marvin came along with that group. So that's how he got in because of Harvey Fuqua. But yeah, there was a few singles that that didn't succeed until they, you know, uh, merged with. Um, Barry Gordy's sister, but their labels didn't succeed neither until Barry bought them, and he asked Harvey to join, you know, with the Motown umbrella. So he just bought both the labels. That's the reason why the other artists got on the on the other roster because of Barry Gordy, you know. And he said, "Well, look, man, come on in the business, and you know, let's work together." And mm-hmm. Harvey did say that he loved the hustle and bustle. Of Motown because you know it was always busy. They were always and they always they were like a unit. They always worked together, you know. So Marvin, I guess you heard this story. Marvin, there was a Christmas party that happened there, and uh, Marvin went down to the um, Snake Pit and was playing the piano. So then Barry walks in and you know he hears him playing. So they both trying to be cool. Marvin just one of them laid back cool dudes, as as, as you know, you, you saw his character. And then Barry is excited, but he's trying to keep his cool, and he's playing some jazz chords on the pianos. And I think the song was Mr. Sandman. Um, and uh, but he played it in a jazzy, you know, um, riff. Barry liked him and signed him on the spot. So the song "Stubborn Kind of Fella" is by. Um, is biographical about Marvin because that's what that's what he was. He was stubborn, very stubborn, stubborn as a mule, and um, that's what the song is based after, you know. So um, yeah, he had his struggles before he came to Motown. He paid a little bit his dues, but it was all worthwhile. Wow, T. Mitch, do you know who Chuck Berry is? And I'm really not trying to mess with you. I'm I'm aware of the name. Okay, one day you got to see him. He might have been the most athletic singer of all time. <laughs> what do you think, Mike? Is, is that possible? Oh, uh, yeah. Chuck Berry, was, well, first of all, he's a pioneer of rock and roll. You know, he was one of the pioneers of rock and roll. And as far as athletic, yeah, Chuck Berry was very um, athletic when it came to his performance and, and, uh, yeah, his, his famous duck walk. <laughs> That's what you're yeah. talking about. Yep. Yeah. yeah, his famous duck walk. He said he got that from when he was a kid, and he was, he was performing in front of his mother's friends, so his, his mother would get him to perform. And uh, it was a ball that he was playing with, and it slid under the table. And he scooted like a duck to get it because he didn't <laughs> want to, like, you know, he trying to get around people. So he scooted like a duck. And grabbed the ball and everybody clapped. So then they, 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 he just kept it. He said, "Oh, I got something going here." So yeah, he's he's definitely athletic, you know. And when it came to stage performance, Chuck was something else, man. He's one of the greatest. I and often Chuck. imitated, yes. Very much imitated, <laughs> extremely. I mean, he influenced so many people. It's you know that's it. Matter of fact, in one of his records, when I think it was Apollo, I don't know if it was Apollo thirteen. They took one of his records, uh, I think it was Johnny B. Good, and the astronauts played that while they were in space. Wow. So I'm saying, like, <laughs> yeah, if you can play his record in space, then he's definitely special. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> to say the least, exactly. Yeah. Now, see, I thought, and I was telling T. Mitch this earlier, I thought we had already talked about Marvin Gaye, but that's because... 
we had the show where we talked about Tammy Terrell. Mm-hmm. Right. And they were so so closely knit. Yes. That I was under the I completely forgot. And when he told me, I said, "We already talked about Marvin Gaye," but no, we didn't. We actually talked about Tammy Terrell. Right. And Marvin's whole existence was so significant, and it's crazy to think that that's a small part of it. Yeah. No, it's a gigantic part of that, you know. And plus, remember, he had duets before Tammy. So, mm-hmm. you know, and Tammy basically needed a nudge. And it mm-hmm. was a great idea, Barry, to, to team to both of them up, you know, as a duet, you know, because um, they're the greatest duet in, in the history of music, you know. Yep. And um, so, you know, they, and, and as we said, you know, a couple of months ago in the show, they were like brother and sister. You know, they loved each other, you know, like brother and sister. And you can feel that through the records. If you listen to the records very closely, you feel the vibes. You know, I don't care if it's 40, 50 years later, which is timeless. You know, those 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 records are, are, are extremely timeless. But uh, you can feel the vibe. You know, it's like they were romantically linked, you know, mm-hmm. but um, and which we all thought years ago that they were actually going together. But. Well, right. you know, it's not true. Of course, she was with David Ruffin at the time, lead singer of yeah. The Temptations, and uh, you know, very. Uh, that's another story, you know. But um, yeah, don't get me started tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but it's you know, they, but yeah, Marvin, you know, of course, um, loved Tammy as a sister, and was devastated when she died, and didn't perform for another two, three years until we saw him at the. Um, Chicago Expo in 72 which became a film called Save the Children in 73 mm-hmm. and uh, that's what Marvin did so matter of fact you catch it on YouTube because uh, matter of fact it's always on this DVD Universal DVD uh, Marvin Gaye The Real Thing it's a great th- uh, DVD if anybody out there is a big Marvin fan and they want to really see clips of his performances that's a great DVD to get also um, of him and they have that clip of him at the Black Expo. What I like about this clip is that he has the Funk Brothers mm-hmm. up on the stage. And Marvin really loved these guys. And he gives them a play. You know, you see the famous Eddie Bongo Brown. You see uh, the great bass, bass player um, James Jameson. Uh, Earl Van Dyke, the great pianist. Uh, oh, my goodness. I mean, you see, you know... The greatest uh, former musicians ever, ever to grace the musical earth. And Marvin brought these guys on the stage and even gave them credit on the What's Going On album, who the musicians are and who are playing on it. That's how we got to know the Funk Brothers. Because nobody wow. gave them credit, you know, for anything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, now they get in the credit they deserve. Un- unfortunately, you know, most of them are dead, except one or two of them. But um, Marvin gave them credit. A lot of credit, and I really commend them for that, you know, because I just look at it, you got to honor the musicians also. These guys right. are the greatest. They made, they created Motown, and you cannot leave the Funk Brothers out of the Motown history. Chief Mitch, you okay over there, man? We've been having trouble with T. Mitchell all night, Mike. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> it's all right. You, it's cool. <laughs> did we lose you again, T. Mitch? You see that? I think we lost him again. Oh, oh yeah. He, he's, well, you know what? I know what he was going to do. He was going to play a Marvin song. Going to do. Oh. So, you know, I will uh, pick up the ball and run with it. Okay. So, I know that... um. We brought up Let's Get It On a little while ago. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get into that right now. All right. A song that amazingly I have played in several instances throughout life, and I still have no children. So here we go. Let's Get It On, Marvin Gaye.
Well, we're struggling with the whole gambit tonight, Mike. <laughs> she said. <laughs> oh, man. You see that? Marvin's trying to tell us something here now. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, something's wrong, man. What's going on, you know? <laughs> well, you oh, know what? Man, it makes you want to holler, I understand. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, man. If, it's one of those nights, man. Yeah, well, yeah. And things happen. Things happen, you know. Well, I went to uh, to run Let's Get It On, and Let's Get It On did not run. Get it on? So, you want to get it on, huh? Okay. We couldn't get it on, man. Couldn't get it on. Okay. <laughs> now, but you know what? Mm. Just talking about that song itself, mm-hmm. in terms of love, what's considered love music over the years, Yes. It's amazing to think of all of the love songs there's been over the years, and you're talking about Luther Vandross, who mm-hmm. was considered the king of that as well. Right, absolutely. When when you think of love songs, the number one love song in most people's minds is this song, Let's oh. Get It On. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, um, it, 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 it's, that's amazing, the longevity of that song mm-hmm. because I just heard it on a commercial. As a matter of fact, I heard it on TV shows recently. I think everybody loves Raymond. Uh, <laughs> oh no, not everybody loves Raymond. Uh, the other show, um, the the Queen of um, Oh, I can't think of that show. That come they just come on right off the Raymond. But it was an episode where they played. The guy kept playing. Let's get it on and and the uh, oh King of Queens. That's the name of the show. And mm-hmm. there was an episode mm-hmm. in there where Doug and his wife was trying to make love, but then there was a, another couple. That were black was next door to them. They went to this. They went to this resort, and they kept playing "Let's Get It On," <laughs> and they couldn't get it on. So <laughs> I mean, it was it was really a comical episode. But I mean, it's just the leg, the, the longevity and the legacy of "Let's Get It On," and it didn't start off as a love song. That was really? the history of it. No, it wasn't a love song at all. It was written by a gentleman named Ed Townsend. He was another great artist also who had a song in 1958 called For Your Love on Capitol mm-hmm. Records. a beautiful, beautiful romantic song. Matter of fact, it was recorded by Peaches and Herb and a lot of dozens of other artists. But um, Ed Townsend was an alcoholic. He was, mm-hmm. a, he was a true alcoholic, and he had a lot of issues, a lot of problems. And matter of fact, he wrote one for the Impressions called Finally Got Myself Together. That was another kick of the habit type you know, um, song. But Let's Get It On um, was really an al- it was about his life as an alcoholic. You know, he was trying to stop, you know, wow. And he wrote that song. He said, well, because the saying at that time, you know, the, the quote at the time was Let's Get It On, you know. And that was a saying back then in the 70s. So he incorporated that, you know, that term and made it into a song about his alcoholism. So he said, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit. I'm going to stop this. Let's get it on. Let's just get it on. So he presented the song to Marvin. And then Marvin liked it. But when Marvin got into the studio, there was a beautiful young lady who became his wife later, Jan. And uh, Jan Gay. Well, who wasn't in game, but um, she was 15 years old and was in the studio. Mm-hmm. So that song went from being an you know <laughs> an alcoholic song to a love song because he became smitten over this this beautiful young lady. Wow! You know, and like I said, she was 15 and gorgeous. So mm-hmm. this whole song, lyrics, everything, he rewrote it with Ed Townsend and everything, and it became a love song. Let's get it on, and. Um, Marvin was in his sexual fantasy when he did it because he was thinking of getting on with this young lady in the beginning, you know, mentally, you know. And when he recorded this song, he she was there, and he mm-hmm. looked dead at her, and he was singing to her. So what we hear on the record is what he was singing to Jan. Wow, you know. I'm so scared. yeah, I'm scared to ask you mm-hmm. how old was Marvin? How old was Marvin at this time? Ooh, let me see. Marvin was had to be in his early 30s at the time. Yeah, Marvin was in his early 30s. So, I mean, uh, it happens. <laughs> you know, it happens. You know, and it oh, happened to him. Oh, man. All right. Yeah. So, here's the scenario. 
you're shipwrecked, you're on a deserted island, it's just you. Right. You have your iPod, but it's not working right. Uh-huh. You're going to be there for a while. You can only pick one Marvin Gaye song to listen to during your time on this island. Mm-hmm. What song is it? Oh, no. Why would you do this to me tonight? Um, God, <laughs> <laughs> ah, man, that is hard. Because there's so many songs I love about him. But if, if it had to be, oh, man. It could be heard through the grapevine. It could be mm-hmm. um, uh, too busy thinking about my baby. It's so many songs, man. Jeez, what's going on? <laughs> um, I can. You know, that's hard for me because yeah. he, he has a slew. He has countless hits that I love so much. Because I can sit up and say this is my favorite, and I can take that to the island. I mean, mm-hmm. if I had a girl with me. Let's get it on would be definitely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I had a nice, beautiful young lady with me now, let's get it on would be it. You know? Or or um, if she was far away, be distant lover. You know what I'm saying? But uh, if I was dancing with her, you sure love the ball. It was It's so many. Mm-hmm. And if I want to make love to her, sexual healing. You know? So it's it's so many. You know? I, I don't, it's hard to choose. That's a hard question. It is, it is a tough question. <laughs> yeah, it really is. But you you answered it well, though. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> <laughs> so before uh, before we wrap up, mm-hmm. a couple more things I wanted to ask you. One thing I wanted to ask you: Who do you think we should spotlight next time around? Because I know I have a couple that I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. That I would love to hear your input on. Okay, you want me to answer, or you want to go first? You want you asking well, me? Yeah, yeah. I would love the spotlight on Donny Hathaway. Okay, he he's one that you know that I would love to uh, do something on. You know, he's mm-hmm. another you know uh, uh, in that category with Marvin Gaye of being a genius. You know, me mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, Donny Hathaway is, you know, is, is, yeah, he's deep. You know, he's somebody that uh, should be told stories. Okay. Mm-hmm. One day down the line, I need to hear your take on Teddy Pendergrass. Oh man, my boy. Because <laughs> uh, he's my number two behind Marvin. He's a great Day. choice. He's a <laughs> yeah. He's a great choice. He's a, he's so, an excellent choice. Yeah, absolutely. Teddy is is is. Oh man, yeah, yeah. He, he would be great to be a featured on. You know, I know all his songs, man. <laughs> I don't say it again. <laughs> I know all his songs. Yeah, you and me both. He's yeah, that, that's my that's my guy, man. Well, you know, it's funny you said Teddy Pendergrass because Marvin. Well, he was a rival to Marvin because his wife had an affair with Teddy. What? Yeah, Jan had an affair with Teddy and uh, Rick James. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm jumping you, the gun here. You know, I'm jumping you, the shark you, here, but... <laughs> what? Yeah. You weren't going to tell us this? <laughs> Who? Me? I was going Well, you brought, you, you brought up Teddy, so... <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So the link, the link is good. That's a good chain link right there, musical chain link. I kind of like okay. it. Are you saying that Marvin Gaye's wife had a thing with Teddy Pendergrass? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They had an affair. And did Marvin find out about this? Oh, he knew. He knew. Because, see, what they was going through, they were going through, it was a very, it, it was it was like a, a, oh, man, how can I put this? It was a very confusing, they had issues. You mm-hmm. know, it was all the jealousy issues and insecurities and things. Marvin just was going through a thing. It was drugs. It was everything involved. Right. And, um, you know, so you have your makeups and your breakups. Mm-hmm. So they had their makeups and their breakups, and she just went on and did his thing. I mean, she did her thing, and he did mm-hmm. his thing. And Teddy was one of the things she did, you know, she was one of the people she was with. Yeah. Wow. And you yeah. said Rick James? And Rick James, yeah. Let me yeah, tell you. Yeah, Rick James. That's funny. I wouldn't. I don't want a woman after she's been with Rick James. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I guess that's another uh, show, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Without question, man. See, Mitch, are you back yet, man? Yeah, I believe so. Oh, oh he's back. Okay. Great. Great. We, we 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 didn't know what happened to you, man. You, you know, I just you know, and, and our apologies to the listeners. It just seems like there's been some issue between us and Blog Talk Radio tonight. But kudos to you, Q, for pushing through. But I'm mean, yeah, that kills your yeah. conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> some, you know, once in a while you drop the football. You know, I got to pick it up and score the touchdown. It, it happened. And that was like the Oakland fumble Ruski, man. <laughs> well, T. Mitch, why don't you break the tie? We were talking about who who we should talk about next. Mike said possibly Donnie Hathaway. I said possibly Teddy Pendergrass. What do you think? It's a tough one. Uh, I would have said I would have went with you and said Teddy Pendergrass also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe even, maybe even Jackie Wilson. Mm. Mm. That's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> you had to throw a monkey wrench in there like that. A little bit. Jackie it wasn't them. Jackie that Smokey, you know, one of them. So. Sounds good. Well, T. Mitch, I hope you learned a lot this evening. I did. That did what? I, especially that last part there. I was back for the the affairs and everything. That's- it, that blew me away, man. That's like uh, Kobe's wife going and messing with LeBron. <laughs> the equivalent of that. It was incredible to hear. <laughs> yeah, that was really something. Well, Mike, you survived another night with us, man. Oh, I enjoyed it. I'm, so, I'm just sorry if T-Bitch couldn't join us. All three of us can, uh, you know... Uh, collaborate and whatever, but I enjoyed this. I, I really did. I always enjoy, you know, talking with you guys. It's really a- Mike. It's all. It's always a pleasure, man. We're gonna get T Mitch off of his T-Mo- T-Mobile phone plan. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> take care of him, man. Cute. You know, he, he's had this issue with this me being younger thing, and maybe he just wanted to keep it to himself tonight, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I'm gonna plead the fifth. <laughs> Mike, we appreciate you hanging out with us, man. Oh, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so Next much for having me. You know. And you know what? Next month, we're going to get you on the line earlier, man, because some of these people need a little more than 30 minutes, man. We Next month, we, we're going to have it tightened up a little bit when you come on, man. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, man. So until then, Mike, take care of yourself, brother. We're going to talk to you soon, man. Absolutely. You brothers have a blessed evening, and uh, be safe from everything. All right, brother. You too. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. The one and only Chancellor Soul, Mike Bones. Another fantastic... uh, What's up? I don't know what happened there, man. Like, I was really looking forward to tonight. We had all the music ready. You know, serenade the listeners and... And, and learn some stuff. I had some questions I wanted to ask. It just seemed like every time I tried to join this conversation, there was a technical difficulty. You jinxed it. But, I mean, <sighs> I, I tweeted it out to, you know, kudos to you, man. You know, you seemed, you seemed a little shocked there in the beginning, like you thought maybe I was being quiet on purpose. <laughs> but um, I'm, gl- I'm glad I'm glad you I'm glad you powered through and and, and kept going. Let me tell you, I was running around here with like a chicken with the head club. I got I, I got I my cell phone I, in I my left tell. hand. I got the other phone in my right hand. I got headphone in one ear. Like, can you hear me on this one? <laughs> Refreshing the page. Like, I'm I was just all over the place. This is what we do, for you guys. We say it all the time. This is live radio. No, I'm gonna hold you down, man. I, I, I never doubted you for a second. And shout out to Sister Sweet, who, who, who jumped on the jumped on the line and was ready to jump in, and, and Uncle Ray was ready to jump on the line and help you out and everything. You know, yeah, because they, 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 they knew I was like, yeah, they, the whole, they were the ready to go. The whole conglomerate was ready to go. Before we get out of here, I got a couple of quick things I need to I need to um, jump on before we get out of here. I was gonna do before, but we got caught up. Um, okay. We have we have a couple of um, meetup events that we're trying to put together. 
um, for next month. Um, May 4th, Elijah Bland is going to be at, at Kendra House in Montclair, New Jersey. Um, the New York Soul Show will most likely be in the building for that event. May 24th, Kenny Wesley will be in Montclair at Kendra performing, and it will most likely be there as well. And then on June 20th, I'm a what? will also be performing in Montclair. Uh, former guest on the Neo Soul Show, Gloria Ryan, is going to be in North New Jersey at Rutgers University performing on April 27th. Hmm. And one of our fo- and one of our followers, um, Madia, is going to be performing at Drum as a part of Soul Factory Presents on April 27th. So a lot going on, nice. especially especially um with at, at Kenra House. You know we've been we've been wanting to get some um, some soul events in New Jersey that we can mm-hmm. get to. And you know Elijah Bland is number one on uh, the XCDL dot com top ten playlist. So it'd be nice to. You know, go out and, and enjoy him and Kenny Wesley's a soulful nerd. Like we got, we got some 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 good shows in New Jersey. So shout out to Camera. Uh, who I believe is listening tonight. You know, so we got a lot going on. Don't forget June first. Yeah, the Neo Soul Brunch at Bellagio's. You know the the the. Uh, Did, did you get that? Um, am I losing you again, T-Mitch, right at the end of the show? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, I was saying June 1st in Dallas, the Neil Sandwich in Dallas, Texas at Bellagio's. Don't forget that event. You back with us, T-Mitch, with a minute to go? No, he's not. Well, next week, I can officially say we will be back where we will try to do better. <laughs> I can assure you of that. For T. Mitch, with the worst cell phone in America, and myself, the Cuban, we will return, we'll be on point, and we'll do what we got to do. Make sure you hit up com. And until then, thanks, Mike Boone, and we out of here.